Okay, if you guys are comfortable, if you want to get up on your feet for our first song. sit down for this one. We're kind of going to slow things down a little bit now.
Good morning. Please let my words speak for you. Just taking a deep breath on this beautiful day that God has made and letting go. Letting go of anything that has come before and anything that will be coming after food. and allowing myself to be just right here, right now. In this moment, I am deeply grateful for the day, deeply grateful for the rain that we're receiving, deeply grateful for the fact that the rain is not accompanied by lightning. Thank you, God. And so, with an open mind, and a peace-filled heart. I open my mind, I open my soul, and I know that each person here will receive exactly what they need in order to go back out into their week feeling well-fed, spiritually and physically.
thank you for the support on my journey. And so I just say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. I am Lucinda Alton, prayer practitioner here at Mystic Heart, and I want to welcome you home, home to your own Mystic Heart, where you will find all of the answers. Let's start off by recognizing our web of consciousness. If you're comfortable in doing so, please close your eyes. Let's begin by taking a deep breath. And releasing it. Please join me in recognizing that we are all connected to each other. Each of us, a perfect manifestation of the one. In your mind, see the web that connects us, a gossamer web a delicate-looking web that is unbreakable, a web that connects humans, animals, rocks. We're all connected. Allow your point of view to start pulling out a little bit now. And you see that the stars are also all connected with the Earth and we are connected with all. Pulling back a little more, you can see a big, vast web filled with bright, shiny little lights. And each one of those lights is one of us. Look at how bright it looks. And think about how dim it would be if even one of those lights wasn't there. How much that would affect the rest of the web. We are a global community made up of countless bright sparks of light. Each of us a point of God's radiant light. Each point individual, each different than any other point of light. And the absence, I gotta say that. I stand in awe and gratitude as I contemplate this web of God. Knowing that this is just a representation. Feel the connection that we have with each other as we share a heartfelt intention for our time together today. The theme for this month is, I am my own destination. And today, our conscious conversation will be talking about awakening to who we are. Ralph Waldo Henderson said, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. I find references all over the place about the journey. But when I did a search about the destination, all I could find were more references about important, how important the journey is. 
And I am not saying that the journey is not important. It absolutely is. But I think that we also need to be aware of what our destination, our ultimate destination is as we're making the journey. So what if we just accept that the destination really is the destination? I remember a sermon that I heard years ago when a minister talked about a man who was on a journey to find God. But when he got to what was obviously the end of his journey, angels with trumpets, guy in a white robe standing by a big book, he decided that this wasn't really the right place. And he walked his way to continue his journey looking for God. I think that for some of us, that's where we have fear that once, the gen once we reach the destination, that's it. End game, it's all over, nothing more. But like I said last week, and like I would always say, the journey doesn't end, it just changes. I would like to start today by talking about a point that came up last week when we were talking about how God supports us at all times, God has our back, and someone said that she doesn't believe that God always has her back. Now my personal experience is not that I don't believe, it's that I forget. I do my meditation, I do my prayers, I do my gratitude list, and then life. And sometimes things happen and I forget. So what do you guys think would be some things that might ha happen that would kind of make you forget? how you started your morning so spiritually. Well, for this one, it would be cutting off in being cut off in traffic. Being, cut <laughs> being cutting a cut off in traffic, that's a biggie. Let me just throw you under the bus. Then. <laughs> <laughs> how does that feel, Gary? <laughs> I think one of mine is finding myself about to step on a gift that's been left by my cat. Oh. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> All right, but that's one of those things that'll make me forget stuff real quick. Burning my toast. Burning your toast? <laughs> just, just get another piece of bread. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, some of us take our toast seriously. <laughs> Anything else? For me, it would be receiving something in the mail I really don't want to be receiving. Receiving <coughs> mail that you don't really want to receive. I think another one of mine was tunneling out my car. Made me forget things real fast. Someone crossing the street in a crosswalk, but they're walking in the middle of my green light. <laughs> and I have to stop and slow down. That's really hard for me. Okay, someone in the... supposed to follow the rules <laughs> and wait for their green light to come. Someone in the crosswalk when you want to go. Okay. I caught up in somebody else's agenda. Mm -hmm. It happened to me uh, 
having to meet someone else's no, agenda. No, getting caught up in someone else's agenda or someone else's perspective. Getting Talking caught up in it. Getting caught? Getting caught, up. getting caught up in somebody else's perspective. Perspective or agenda or uh, yes. insight. And, yeah, and forgetting Yeah, if you come up against a person who has a really strong personality and they've got an agenda, that's a negative. You know, sometimes that's what it led to. Yeah. we yeah. could forget who we are. Okay. Observing world events. Observing world. Observing world events. events. So I think. What are the cures for that? Don't watch TV. <laughs> Don't watch TV. Don't read the newspaper. Don't read the newspaper. Come on, guys. Move to a cabin far, far away. <laughs> Move to a cabin far, far away. Do your spiritual practices on a daily basis. Because I think the reason for that, for me, at least in the beginning, was the more I do that, the less likely I am to lose it later on. So whatever you're... Take a step back and breathe. That works for me every time. Just take a giant step backwards, take a deep breath and go, okay, what are you doing? And turn around and turn the situation around or walk away. Do something different. Yeah. Take a deep breath, step back. Let's turn it around. Hmm? I caught myself buying into and, and getting in sort of a negative aura about it, and I, I pulled back. Yeah. I, I recognize that, whereas before I, you know, I would just run with it. Yeah, that's one of the good things about spiritual practice is you, you start learning to recognize those times when it's starting to go south for you, and so you can turn it around and go a different direction ahead of time. So you guys are learning a lot about making new choices. Okay, so looking for the lesson in whatever experience it is that you've had. Looking for some way to use it positively. And le looking for a way to use it positively. Yeah. Okay. So looking for lessons to keep things positive as you start moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, how can I learn from that so that I don't do it again? And then that makes me feel like it's resolved in a way. Like I've used it for something. Right. That also means it didn't happen for no reason. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you've got to find the reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, and this is diverging from what I was thinking, but um, sometimes it's thinking about what led up to it. What was going on in my mind, and I think that's part of what you were saying, what was going on in my mind before this happened? Well, a big, a big part of the, uh, any interaction, I think, uh, one of the things I, I tell people who aren't necessarily into this kind of thinking is mm -hmm. uh, 
someone who's really, really, really desperate to find a date is going to have the hardest time as compared to somebody who's just completely confident and doesn't care. And, mm -hmm. and so desperation pushes things away. And, and that's one of the big things right. that I feel, um, one of the big mistakes that I know I've made throughout my life and that I feel a lot of people make is we want things too badly. Desperation pushes things away. Yeah, it's hard. So, that, and that's another reason for doing our daily practices our daily spiritual practices, is um, Ernest Holmes wrote a, an article talking about your spiritual bank account. And basically what it is is that each day when you do your practices, and I'm going to say gratitude practices being, to me, the most important. Because the more you're grateful for, the more you get what you're grateful for. But doing your spiritual practices starts building up an account so that you're more able to handle those are other times when they come along. Okay, so uh, enough on last week. So this week, Marianne Williams, Williamson said, our deepest fear, and I know you guys have heard this recently, but I agree with Diana, you cannot hear it too much. Marianne Wilson, Williamson said, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. Take a minute and think about that. Our surface voice might be saying something like, I'm a child of God. So, of course I'm, I'm big. But do we really believe that? When we're talking about deep down, when you get past that surface voice, what do we believe? What do you think she meant by playing small? In what ways do we play small? Remain within our comfort zone. Remaining within your comfort zone. <laughs> Being too shy to speak up. Being too shy to speak up. Withholding truth. Withholding truth, yes. For me, for a long time, it meant allowing someone else to dictate my direction that I was supposed to be going. And sometimes that's even if they haven't said anything. So I make an assumption about what they want me to do and I do that. I'm still not standing in my own brightness. And why would we do that? Why would we want to play small? Fear? 
Fear of repercussions? Yeah, fear of judgment. There's no risk. There's no risk. It really depends on the living and working situation. I um, I know somebody who just recently came out of basically her entire life. They were living in a situation where they were being taken advantage of at work and at home, and now they're not. They can't understand that, and they live in that constant fear. Yeah. It's, it's also a habit. I think. It's a habit. Yes. So, instead of going ahead and trying new things, doing something different, we stay where we are. Even though where we are isn't very comfortable, but it's familiar. I think sometimes it's false humility. Sometimes. False humility. False humility. Yeah. Right. Because they managed to push you out of a situation. And, um, and so I think that's, that's important to, again, look at the, take the positive out of that when you can. Um, mm -hmm. The change probably is for the better. And I think that goes back to, okay, so every time you guys hear me do a talk, you're probably going to hear this phrase. Do your spiritual practices. Because the more you do that on a daily basis, the more you build up your own spiritual bank account. So when you're in a situation where you've got to have a talk with somebody and tell them the truth, and they start pushing back at you, you can stand on your own two feet because you know who you are and what you are. And that's all you need to know. think for me, not wanting to outshine others. Again, the humility belief, belief that we're th thinking we're powerful might be from ego and not from God. And has already been spoken, fear. I think that sometimes we forget that we are God in manifestation, living a life here. We are God experiencing life as Ellie, Angela, Gary, John, everyone. The ego makes very convincing arguments about the whole death thing. Hmm? The ego makes very convincing arguments about the whole death thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, the ego's job is to keep us safe. That's the ego's job. And it does, a lot of times, a very good job. Maybe sometimes too good a job. The 
The importance on our spiritual journey, small steps, understanding our own beliefs, conscious and unconscious. To discover where we're holding back and to discover why we're holding ourselves back. We learn to ask internal questions and then, even more importantly, we learn to listen for answers. To know that when we ask for guidance, we will receive it if we're willing. So that's a tricky little thing, is that you have to be open to the response, even if sometimes that response isn't what you wanted to hear. What do you think would be some of the stumbling blocks we can still have along our journey? Listening to our false selves instead of our true selves. Fears tricking you out of your own intuition and having you think that that's your intuition. For me, I had trying to get, trying to be in control. It was a hard lesson for me to learn that <laughs> there is no control. There is an illusion of control, but there is no control. That was one of my big things that I gave up, along with, I don't like change, but that's another talk. <laughs> Going back to previous roadblocks, still blaming things on my childhood, for example. Maybe looking for answers from the outside. I want somebody else to tell me what's going on. Nah, we'd never do that. It is, as Reverend Diana says every Sunday, your answers are in your own mystic heart. So we're on our journey. We meditate, we journal, we pray. And we feel those glancing moments of peace when we are one with our worlds. There are those moments you get to a point where all of a sudden you'll just stand there and you'll go, wow. Everything is clear. Everything is smooth. You can feel your connection. You can feel the love that surrounds you. We learn that it's okay to accept and enjoy the qualities like joy, peace, beauty. I say that we learn that it's okay to accept qualities like happiness because sometimes we get so wound up in our day-to-day -day life that we forget that. And when we relax, and enjoy the steps of the, in the journey, we come to one of life's lessons. As Dennis Waitley says, happiness cannot be traveled to, earned, owned, worn, or consumed. Happiness is the spiritual experience of living each moment with love, grace, and gratitude. 
I think that one of the most important parts of our journey is that it leads us to our destination. That might sound a bit like a duh kind of a moment, but think about it. One of the great things about taking small steps is that by the time we reach our destination, we find out it wasn't that big and scary after all. Craig Hamilton said, spiritual awakening occurs when we realize that who we are at the deepest level is something much bigger and much more profound than who we thought we were. Think about that for a minute. Who we are is something deeper and much more profound than who we thought we were. We see that our true nature is this kind of super consciousness, intelligence, love, being, and presence that is at the foundation of reality itself. Excuse me. This essence is already free, whole, and perfect. Who we truly are is this sacred dimension of reality that is beyond comprehension. It's missing. It's missing nothing, lacking nothing, and so full that it endlessly overflows with goodness, love, wisdom, power, clarity, humility, strength, courage, and care. The journey has brought us back to the beginning but hopefully, we're now ready to accept that we are something truly magnificent. We are the children of God. We are God living its life as it is. Okay? So if you guys want to go ahead and close your eyes once again if you're comfortable doing so. Just relax. Allow the chair to take all of your weight. Deeper, more relaxed. Nowhere to go, nothing to do, but just be here in this moment. And in your mind's eye, open your eye and you see a door. Step through that door and you find yourself in the most beautiful area that you've ever seen. Does it have a lot of trees? Water? Birds? the absolute most beautiful place that you've ever seen. Standing in yourself, in this place, allow yourself to feel peace radiation, radiating through you and around you.
Allow yourself to feel the love that lives within you and around you. Deep in the center of yourself where you're standing right now is your connection to the one source, your connection to God. You don't have to be anything, you don't have to do anything, you do not have to earn your right to be in this space. It just is. So take a few minutes now, standing here in this place, or being in this place, and enjoying the love, the peace, the joy that is here for you. And listen. Is there anything that you need to hear right now?
stepping away now and slowly making your way back to the room. Know that this place is deep within you. This is your place. You have questions, you want answers. This is your place to come. This is the place where you really, deep inside of you, is the place where you will hear that still small voice. Coming back into the room now. And in closing, there is only one source of everything that I see, touch, hear, do, think. A source that is never ending and is unlimited. And I am that source right here and now and living, breathing technicolor. The energy from that source flows through me as me. And I joyfully I joyfully accept that. I know that my father and I are one, that my God and I are one. I know that even if sometimes I forget, God doesn't. And God always has my back. I know that my journey is just as important as my destination, but it's also the other way around. My destination is also just as important as my journey. And so in deep gratitude, knowing that all is well in my world and all is as it should be, I say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Thank you. Keeping your eyes closed, if you're comfortable doing so, please join me in envisioning Please join me in envisioning a love-soaked world. A world where each person's needs are met on a daily basis, all of them. A world where each person has choices, where they want to go, what they want to do, who they want to be, how they want to live, who they want to be with. A world where each person is valued for exactly who they are. Where each person knows that their choices are not final. They can always make another choice and go a different direction. And that's available to each one. A world where differences are celebrated. A world of peace and joy. 
a world where each person is born and lives knowing that they are loved. Could there be more to this life we call mine than a journey through space or a storyline? More to life. Then the body can sense Then the mind can conclude From experience This who we are Begin with breath Depend on form Strip away these roles, these names And tell me what remains And who you really are Who you really are Measure success by the things we accrue or the bonds that we form or the deeds we do. These two shall pass. Cycle of bondage 
So just a real, just a real quick question, and let's end it with this. But who are you, really? Part of what God is. Part of what God is. I'm sorry. Okay, can't put into words. Sometimes who I really am is just an emotion. Peace, I am love, I am joy. I am the fullness of the one who lives and breathes through me. And so, just as a final thought, could we all make an agreement that we're gonna stop living small I want to start stepping into who we really are, whether that's musician, whether that's storyteller, whether that's just someone who wants to need to learn to enjoy the beauty of life a little bit better. But to let go of the comfortable, but un the familiar but uncomfortable, and step into the next step of who we really are the magnificence of that and what it looks like. Okay, so at this point in our service, we like to give each person, each Sunday we give you an opportunity to give from your own heart for the, uh, for the good of our congregation And in a minute, there will be something on the screen that we can repeat together, the blessing for the offering. Each, as I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously 
Step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing, and send it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. And so it is. Amen. And now listen to some children doing a musical prayer.
Need I say more? <laughs> Love kids when they're singing. So I just want to take a moment to say how much I deeply appreciate the gifts that we are given on a daily basis and the gifts that are given to us this morning. We are deeply grateful for the ability that that gives us to carry through and spread love and joy wherever it needs to go. Deeply grateful for us being able to get together and envision a perfect world for all. So I just say thank you for the gifts. Thank you for life. And thank you for the rain. Thank you, Father, Mother, God, and so it is. So it is. Amen. May your soul always find what it's <laughs> well, that's what happens when you have somebody who's a little bit nervous up there. Thank you. Have a great week. See you next time.